Welcome out there to another awesome episode of The Album Argument, a podcast where one of us gives the other one an album, and we pick the best and worst songs from said record. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. And we are so thankful to have you with us today. Welcome as we celebrate, hopefully, the coming of the end of summer, because it's really hot out here, and I, yeah. I hate it, and it's too hot and sticky. It's very sticky. We, of Gross. course, we have iced coffee going. Iced coffee. Still looking for that sponsor, people. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's tough to go outside, right? It's just you kind of walk outside maybe to take yeah. out the trash, and yeah. you're like, why am I outside? And then you come in, and you're dripping in sweat, and you're yeah. like, this is Georgia. Yeah, but then you could go somewhere else, and they go, but it's a dry heat. Oh, my God. It's still pretty I, darn it's hot. It's still hot. <laughs> you know, <I> don't <laughs> and then you're so uh, thirsty and all this. But anyways, that's, that's uh, I don't know, July problems. Right? Yep, so. yep. Coming close to August. And then we'll get to things. August and it gets even worse. It gets worse, yeah, as we start school. Yeah, yeah, for all you people out there in the north, uh, we start school in August. Uh, we get out of school in May while other people get out in like June and yeah. start later after Labor Day. So, What about the rest of the world? I don't know. People do like, That's a good question. I don't know. I don't like know. All year-round school. I've never looked into it, like actually. France or in China or I don't know. Speaking of France... How was it? It was very good. Good. It was nice. very good. We did a little trip. Yeah, my wife and I, and nice. or the the concert band she's in, they played, and uh, it was great. Uh, good food and no air conditioning and uh, good food though. That's good. Did you eat an egg? An egg? Yeah. They, yeah. We went with uh, her friend uh, Marta that uh, lives there, and they took us and it's basically deviled eggs. Deviled eggs. But, but they have a fancy name for it, and it was very good. Was it, it called was, Shiner? Shiner? No. Shiner? No, it was not Shiner. Shiner's the egg. Shiner, not. Oh, I see what you're doing. Hey, <laughs> we, okay, yeah. I guess you know. Two minutes in, we should kind of get to our uh, our episode. I see what Ryan was doing. No, we did have eggs in France, but other than that, should we talk about the egg here? The egg, yeah. The By egg. the band Shiner. Shiner. So, um, for those that have not lived in Texas, there's a little old city in Texas. By the name of Shiner. Yep. But this band is not from Shiner, Texas. No, they're not. They're from Kansas City. That's right. Missouri. And should we also take a second to plug uh, the podcast? Uh, the podcast of the album Argument? Of Shiner. Oh, Shiner. Yeah. So, okay. So, a little bit about Shiner. So, Alan <laughs> Epley is the uh, singer. Um, they kind of all write, but he's one of the main writers. So, Alan Epley, he does have his own uh, podcast, Third Gear Scratch, which is also a Shiner song. Yep. So it's pretty cool. Um, it's a good podcast. Yeah, very cool podcast. He interviews other musicians and kind of making it in the industry. Yeah, and, and he, tell, he tells some really cool stories, some funny ones, some serious ones, like all around like a solid, solid podcast. If you if you haven't checked it out, please go and do so. Yes, yes. Please check that out. Uh, the other band members, Paul Malinowski, Jason Gherkin, and uh, Josh Newton. So nice, a little four good. piece. So the egg came out way back in two thousand one. Two thousand one. Do you do you remember anything about two thousand one? Like maybe where you were when you first heard this album? Oh my goodness! Uh, you're gonna make me do it. No, <laughs> no, no. Just saying. If do you remember anything about this album? I remember how you and I came across this album. Yeah. Uh, this album was actually first gifted to us. Yes, both uh, literally to us. To us, uh, and then we had to. I guess split it. Split it, yeah. But did we ever do that? So uh, this is how I remember it. So uh, we have a uh, a band that we really liked. Yes. Called Injected. From Atlanta. From Atlanta, Injected. And we saw them, I guess, for their CD release in 2001. Yep. 
And then we were crazy and our parents were crazy. But our parents also, were super thank, crazy. Thank you, mom and dad. Yes, thank you. They let us drive up. You drove up to Nashville. Correct. And I rode with you. And it was cool. It was like a little road trip and we got to go see them up there. And then we get there and we find out that, you know, this isn't pre-internet, but this is pre just easily smartphone Google. Yeah. Thinking of, hey, let's see if it's an all-ages show or well, the sh- at least, a, you know, you were already 18. Yes. I was 16, I think. But the the show that we had just gone to, I think it was November 25th, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was the release Better memory than me. for yes. 2001 okay. um, for Burn It Black by Injected. We saw them at the Cotton Club for the album release party, and it was all ages. So I think we just assumed. Yeah, maybe that was what. When, yeah, sure. Yeah, when we went up to... Um, to to Nashville to see mm-hmm. the show the very next night, um, that it would be, you know, all ages as well, and it turned out that it wasn't was not. So Ryan could have got in. He he could have been uh, a good friend, bad friend, and uh, gone in and left me outside. But he wasn't going to do that. No, not at it all. was pretty cold. I remember it was yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a little chilly. So <laughs> somehow we we like hung out outside, called our parents. You're trying to debate what to do, and then somehow I don't remember this, but we came across. Danny Grady of Injected. That's right. He came out the uh, he came out the front side door. Uh, do you remember the name of the club? I'm trying to remember. Um, is is it's either the end? I should have looked this up. It's, uh, I went there when I was in uh, school up there. Uh, um, I think that's right. Maybe during our commercial break, we'll look it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, but I think that's right. The end or inside in? I don't know if it's still there too. But the something. exit in. The exit in. Thank you. Exit in. Oh, look at that. See two minds together. Two we minds. The exit in in Nashville. Yeah, so Danny Grady came out of the side front door, not like the actual entrance, but like a side front entrance, uh, and he saw us, and he was like, hey, hey, you guys. Because we'd been to some other concerts, too. We, we'd been to so many injected shows, and we had caused a scene at some of them for like, you know, our excessive like dancing and stuff, and headbanging, or whatever you want to call it, and I mean, at this point, we'd probably seen injected at least 10 times. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We're just teenagers, crazy teenagers. Crazy teenagers. And he recognized us and he knew, you know, he knew sort of who we were. I don't, he didn't know our names or anything, but he recognized us and he's like, Hey, come with me. So you go from there. Tell me what you know from there. We walked up, uh, I don't know, a quarter of a mile, half a mile to a record store when those still existed. And then we just kind of went shopping. Well, he's, he asked us if we wanted to go to the record shop to see, he, he wanted to see his album. In a record oh, store. right. Okay. And he's like, you guys want to come with? Yeah, yeah. Because it was just, you know, released. The day recently. before. Yeah. So we went up there and then uh, I just remember music playing over the speakers and kind of talking music and super nice of him to just take us along, you know, yeah. whether feeling bad for us or whatever. But then he ended up buying this album. Yeah. It, the Egg by Shiner. And I remember being there and like wanting to like hang with him, but not, but also wanting yeah. to give him his space and let. And we wa- were kind of looking at his CDs, our and own we were and looking at stuff. And I remember we were actually watching him. And we're like, look, it, it's it's Danny Grady. This is awesome. We're totally hanging out with a guy from Injected. This is so cool. Right. It's like total fanboy rock star moment. Right. And he literally pulls out an album and buys it for us and says, "I want you guys to have this." And he said, "This album greatly inspired me." Yeah, it was something along the lines that they're pushing the envelope, you mm-hmm. know, they, they try to create sounds that haven't been created before, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we popped it in, and I don't know, first impression, um, kind of cut to the chase a little bit, that I don't know if I liked it in the beginning. I didn't. I hated it at first. <laughs> I was like, what? And I think that's why I, kind of long story, get back to what we were saying before, I think that's why I kind of ended up with it, mm-hmm. because I think soon after that, I gravitated 
more towards it, yeah. maybe. Yes. So uh, and we could talk more about the whole story and everything, but that's kind of why I wanted to bring this to your attention now, just to see, okay, 22 years later, how has it changed me or not? And then, you know, your thoughts. Well, we also have to finish the story about the club, though. Well, so yeah, we, go sure. back to, we go back to the club. The, the people out there want to know, did we see that show that night? And the answer is... You don't want to do a tease? Like, well, we'll tell you next episode? No. <laughs> Come on. They're, 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 the people at home want to hear the, the truth. The answer is we did get in thanks to the band. Yeah, the band. Uh, Jade, one of the guitarists. Uh, unfortunately, Jade Lemons. Jade yeah. Lemons, unfortunately, passed away a few years ago. Uh, but one of the coolest things he ever did is he came outside. He's like, hey... Danny said you guys were out here. Hey, come stand with me. And he literally walked us through the door and he stood there with us for a minute. He's and I remember I'm standing next to him and he leans down. And he goes, just nod your head a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're nodding our heads and stuff. And he goes, just act like you're supposed to be here. Right. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, all right, I have to go warm up now. <laughs> he took <laughs> off. Yeah. And I was like, what if what a rock star moment? Like yeah. and I'm like, I hope I get to do that to some kids later. And, right. You yeah. know, sneak them into a show. And I think we had already bought tickets online or it was something like something. that. Yeah. We already had the tickets, but we just didn't know it was 18 and up. Yeah. And so it's not like we didn't pay to see the show. We totally did pay to see the show just to get us in. We had to be snuck in. Yeah, we so. were crazy. Again, nowadays, uh maybe technology or sign of the times like yeah. that. Probably would not happen nowadays. No. Or for everybody out there, if you're underage, just kind of consider there are, you know, 21 plus shows, 18 yeah. plus, things like that. But um, yeah, no, I kind of get chills just thinking about it still. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, thanks to Danny and Jade mm-hmm. and anybody else that was involved that that, that greatly influenced the two of us that yep. day just to kind of be with them. We didn't intend to do that. We just wanted to go to the concert. We just wanted to go see Injected Play. We lucked into the experience, and I will say thank you, Danny, because I lucked into an awesome band, yeah. Shiner, which at the time also we were kind of getting into Drop Sonic, which yep. was another Atlanta band. So Ties also, Dan Dixon has worked with Yep. Uh, the one of the side projects of Alan's and uh, was on his podcast and so forth. Yep. So kind of small world that- Full circle. At the beginning, we might not have liked it, but now I know it's greatly influenced me in terms of, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, it, kind of some harmonies are a little different yeah. and some timings are a little different, but that's what makes Shiner, Shiner. I don't cool. think I don't think we were ready for it at the time. Right. You know? And, and, I had never really heard of anything- indie yeah. kind of like this at the time that i was blown away exactly and, and i think uh also it didn't help that your cd player was busted in the car and we had like a little boom box i literally had the oh. boom box on my lap and we because we had to listen to music for the four-hour drive to nashville from atlanta <laughs> and uh we had a boom box and we were probably yes. like maybe we'll blame it on the boom box yeah there we go <laughs> Um, I did eventually find this album in a UCD store and, and picked it up. So I oh, do have a copy of it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't, yeah. That, and we haven't really talked about it since then. Yeah. So, and we had no idea in 2001 we'd be doing a podcast. No, not at what all. What the heck is a podcast? So it's just kind of funny that, you know, I know we're quite a few minutes into this and sorry, everybody, we had to tell the story and I've been holding on to this egg. Uh, I see what you did. For a while, and then it just kind of came out. I go, okay, I think it's time that we talk about it. We're almost near our one-year anniversary. Yeah. We're kind of at it maybe almost to episode 50. So, uh, Ryan, you just mentioned that you own it. Mm-hmm. I've had it since 2001. Sorry, I yep. just kind of no, took that's it. fine. But what do you think of it today? Uh, I think, honestly, as we said before, when we first heard it, you know, I, I did not like it. Um, 
And I remember listening to it on an airplane, even uh, flying out to California, either flying out or coming back from California and listening to it again. This was probably about two or three years after that experience and not liking it then either. So I was a little bit, I have to be real. I have not listened to it since then. So putting it on was honestly uh, these past couple weeks that, you know, I've had this record now putting it on was actually quite a shock. Hmm. I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it. Because it's from 2001, and yeah. you love albums from 2001. Totally. And I'm starting like, <laughs> why was this not on my 2000s to 2004 radar, whatever it is? Well, so I will say a little bit of extra background. So I mentioned they're from Kansas City. Yeah. They soon broke up after this, about a year or two oh, after no way. this. They went their separate ways. The band members were already kind of in other bands. They did other bands. And then they kind of reformed live in the 2010s, whatever we want to call that decade. And then just a couple of years ago, uh, they released another album. Oh, sweet. So they're kind of back together, let's say. So maybe it was press kind of stopped. It was on DeSoto Records, you know, not not one of the biggest record companies out there. So maybe press kind of stopped and they weren't touring. So we didn't hear about them, unfortunately. Unfortunately. I'd I'd say, unfortunately, that is is a true statement because... This is actually an album I would really like to have seen toured. Yeah. Um, it's it's very good. It's not a perfect record. I'm not going to sure. claim perfection I, here. I'll agree with you on that. Uh, but I think it is a solid, solid album. If I had to rate it out of five stars, I'd say it's a good three, seven, five, four. I'll just go ahead and round it up. Four-star record. <laughs> you know, four-star record. Um, You're so precise. Three, seven, five. Three, seven, five. Three point seven, five. You know, I had to factor in this one. Sure, sure. Uh, I love the opening The opening uh, song title, The Truth About Cows, and that it, it reminds me to of an old military story. Like, if you ever go on a military post, you'll see, like, and there's lots of fields on a military post, and there's cows out there. Oh, right. And then the, the rumor is, is there's a reason why the cows are out there. It's not for milk or meat or anything like that. It's to see if you drive on the post and you see all the cows laying over that some chemical oh, thing has been released. Okay. So that's a that's a rumor, people. <laughs> As I, I wink at Jay. I just thought it was for tax purposes. It's probably for tax purposes. No, that's what that's uh, other people in Texas will talk about. It, it, again, they're not from Texas, but let's say in the Midwest. Uh, I had them at two different posts. I was at one in Texas and one in Alabama. There was cows. Okay. So who knows? Um, but anyway, interesting. So, I did not know that the truth about cows. The truth, about possible cows. truth about cows. <laughs> it's not true at all. Um, but seeing that title, it just made me chuckle because I immediately went to that and thought about it. It's a good opener. Uh, I don't think it's a perfect opener. Um, but solid none the rest. Um, it's interesting cause what is the second song surgery? Is that yes. what it's called? Uh, I, I hear drop Sonic in that song, sure. like especially like early drop Sonic. Let's hear a little bit of that really quick. So if you like what you're hearing there, go and check out not only this album, but go check out like the first three records from Drop Sonic. Sure. Like it's very, I can see where Dan Dixon of Drop Sonic was totally influenced by this just as much as Danny Grady was. Sure. Of Injected. Um, And it helps that, for example, that song's in six. Yeah. You know, like we were talking about different timings and the the harmony. So at first, 
you know, you kind of listen to that. I can, I'm trying to put myself in like the shoes of a 16 year old or somebody mm-hmm. that doesn't normally listen to this. You're like, oh, it's kind of harsh sounding, yes. but then it, it kind of opens up and it kind of does the halftime feel mm-hmm. and it's still very melodic. Yes, it is. Which that's Shiner really. It's got that edge, but the other side of it. You know, I, and I remember uh, moving on to the next track, not to, not to sure, you no, know, lag on, but uh, The Egg, the actual title track, I remember hearing that for the first time and not liking it at all. Though this come around, I'm like, it, 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 I didn't like it at first again, but then after like kind of feeling it and grooving with it a little bit, I was like, ah, I get it. I get it now. There is a method behind the madness of the song, The Egg. Good song. I mean, four minutes and 18 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in our listen to, as we're listening on the side, that it's hard to play this song. Yeah. You know, we don't play entirety, So, but everybody should go listen to this. So you listen to the beginning of it again, and the, there's a payoff. Yes. Four minutes and 18 seconds into the song. Yes. And when the, it hits that, you're like, okay. Yeah. Yes. And that's what it took is hearing that a few times. Uh, I also loved Bells and Whistles. Pills, I thought was a great song. Uh, I've been torn between my top my top song. I, I've narrowed it down to two. Andalusia, I feel like is a glorious instrumental. Like I like instrumentals that kind of tell a story. They're not just, you know, like music. It's it's like there's progression to it. There's something behind it. You can feel what it is and the emotion that's trying to get out. I feel like that song perfectly has that. Uh, but I have to say my number one pick or the song that I like the most was actually play dead. I think one of the reasons why I really like this song is because I hear Danny Grady in it, even though he, he doesn't play anything on it. He doesn't, he's not a writer on this as big of a fan of the band injected that I am. And I know you are, I can see the influence that that song alone had on Danny Grady and the music that he would go on to write. Yeah. The, their next album that kind of never came out until what, a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's an album called the truth about you by injected came out years later. The truth about cows. It, Oh, the truth about oh. you. No, Whoa. no, no, connection. no significance. No, no, yeah, no connection. <laughs> Just coincidence. But anyway, so that's interesting. Okay, so play dead. Okay, yeah, yeah, I like it. I, like I think it. it's good. Um, it's a nice little rocker. Um, yeah, cool little drum, little extra yeah. things. Um, yeah, drums are great. Jason plays drums in this, and uh, it's it's great all the way through. So again, I feel like this is a very solid record. Um, it's you know it's got a lot of hits on it, or not not like rock hits, like you're gonna hear them on the radio, but like songs that you can really groove and feel and stuff like that. Very heavy hitting, but also kind of weird and awkward at the same time, give you a little bit of goosebumpy feels. But if I had to pick what I like, I also have to pick what I don't like. And unfortunately, um, it kind of came down to two songs. One was stoned, but I feel like that's too easy of a pick. So I actually went with Spook the Herd. 
not a bad song but it just it just doesn't do it for me okay it is what it is interesting you're giving me a look man i'm i'm afraid to ask uh god is that your is that your pick for the best it's not the pick for the best it's not a song that is like a hit from it no but it serves a purpose it does in terms of the melodies from the previous songs come back Yes. You know, the truth about cows, and now it's spooked the herd. Yep. And so it serves a purpose that it, you know, it might not always be my favorite song, but when you listen to that, anytime there's thematic returns and elements and motives and things like that, and talk about, you know, symphonic elements that, you know, we've brought up in the past, like it's kind of cool in a rock album. It is. And I have a feeling in a few weeks we'll be talking about that again for another record. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, yes. Just a I, heads I, up to those of you listening. Out yes. There. For those that like that. I, I And we're listening to that album now too. And I, I could see that. I could hear that. Yeah. But Spook the Herd, you know, maybe if you don't listen to, even if you don't listen to lyrics like me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the melodies come back and you're like, I think I've heard this, yeah. but it's kind of like uh theme and variations type. It's kind of like slightly changed. Just and, enough. And then I had to go back this time in listening for this purpose to say, okay, which other song is that? And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So it brings back uh, Truth About Cows from the uh, first track and then The Simple Truth, which is the song right before it. So yep. I don't know. I, I would find you on Spook the Herd. Just because it serves a purpose, it it does serve a purpose. I'll I'll give you that, but I I just don't I don't feel like it's the strongest. That's all. Gotcha. I get why it's there, yeah. and that's fine. So what I want to know though is, okay, we know why you picked this album. We know the story behind it now. So what are your takes from this record then? Yeah, it just kind of grew on me. I don't know how long it took. Again, I do remember being in your car and listening to it and go, okay. But then we're kind of getting into like Drop Sonic and mm-hmm. maybe just you know Horizons were opening again. Put it into perspective. Nowadays, it's so easy that you can look at the charts for whatever streaming service. You're, you're not necessarily reliant on radio or you know friends, things like that. Yep. So you can just find music freely, right? And everything's out there. And sometimes people say, oh, well, then, I don't know, maybe it's too much and things like that. But I think it's wonderful because you can just say, hey, let me find this person. We've talked about the YouTube rabbit hole of mm-hmm. you find this, and then there's a suggestion, the suggestions, or Pandora, you know, you you hit a, a radio station of an artist or a song, and then you get all these suggestions. So it was just a perfect timing with those bands at that point. It's um, yeah, I'm I'm just thankful that it opened up my world, and I might have gotten into those kind of weird timings. Some some might say this is like I don't know post hardcore or math rock. I don't know what you would call Shiner. Like yeah, if you had I, to tell somebody that actually you could actually combine both of those. I think that would work perfectly. I also think that they understand music theory a lot better than, uh, a lot of their fellow companion artists, uh, it's in that time frame, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I was looking up some, uh, reviews of the album and some people do like it mm-hmm. and then some people didn't like it. Like some people that like Shiner cause Shiner definitely had more of an edge before this. Yeah. And this I felt was a good bridge. So if we would have heard Shiner before this, I did go back and buy maybe one or two previous albums oh, Okay, and you, everybody should stream them now. Of course it's Thanks. easy to stream them all, but there was definitely more of an edge. It still had the, like the, the melodic kind of space vocals of Alan Epley and so forth, but it. I think this was a good bridge with, let's say, if you had the normal pop 
rock or just rock of alternative rock of mm-hmm. 90s, 2000s. And then you heard this, you're like, okay, yeah, I can relate. So it just kind of grew on me over the years. And I, I don't listen to it all the time, but I always go back to it. And their new album that came out, I can't pronounce it, so I won't even try, but <laughs> it's got some rockers. It definitely has even more edge, I would say, but it's okay. interesting to hear them almost 20 years later and it's still very melodic. So that's what I love about it. It's got that edge that, you know, okay, um, I don't know for everybody out there, you, you start learning songs, you know, and everybody learns Nirvana, things like that. And then you're like, okay, that's too easy. I need something more, you know, and then yeah. I need something more. At least that's how I was as a musician. So Shiner and this, I didn't really get into the math rock and all the prog rock and that and extreme weird timings, odd timings. But yeah. uh, this this was definitely in my basket, let's say now. That's good. The egg is in my basket, right? But um, anyway, so I, I think even back then and still now, I have trouble deciding between the egg and bells and whistles. As your as favorite? Yeah. Okay, so I get bells and whistles, and I and again I understand the the egg, you know, though it didn't stick with me at first. What is it about the egg for you that actually stands out there? I think it's the anticipation, like it's the cool drums. Mm-hmm. Um, not to always lump everything into a Radiohead, like if it goes in that. Oh, here we go into Kid that, A again. If we go in that lane, it's Radiohead. <laughs> so you know, unfortunately, everybody gets compared to Radiohead. But anyways, it's kind of has Radiohead esque drums where they kind of chopped up and things mm-hmm. like that. So hearing the drums, and then it's it's kind of fairly simple. And then you're like, okay, it's going to go somewhere. No, and then it pulls back, and then it's going to go somewhere. And it's just that build, 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 and then it just unleashes. Okay, what would your overall pick be? I think it's bells and whistles. Actually, okay, right? good. Let's hear it. It's easy as you like, but she won't expect it, and you. So I've said in the past, you know, if there's a song that kind of gives away the artist, like mm-hmm. I think my Adele pick was, okay, it's got a little bit of her low. Ideally. Right. I was waiting for that. Uh, if it's got her low register and her high register. So I think this shows Alan's voice really well. Yeah, it does. I think it shows off the band really well. It's got the drums, bass kind of grooving together. It's kind of cool guitar, just kind of. It's on the beat, but it kind of gives you, uh, it's not the pop rock no. sound. And then it really gets loud and um, big spacious vocals, big over-the-top sound that I think that's that's what I think of when I think of Shiner. I think it's a good choice. I think it's a very good choice, actually. Yeah, it's just super catchy. Oh, it is. It is. It's a good song. It, it's, again, it gives you a little bit of that eerie feeling, but like not not in a bad way. Like It's more of like a, ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then maybe I, I, I uh, we already talked about the egg, and then I think the instrumental. So I think tracks five, six, and seven. So the egg, Andalusia, or Andalusia, or however you want to say it. Yeah. And then bells and whistles. I think it's money, right? It's a, yeah, perfect five, combo. Six, seven. So here's the instrumental, Andalusia. almost like everybody has an introduction Mm -hmm. it's kind of cool and uh it works it changes like you said it tells a story so that's an honorable mention i think those three 
so let's say the egg in Andalusia may be tied for second, and yeah. then Bills and Whistles. I, I agree. That's good. Yeah. It was hard to pick a bad one, and because there's, I don't think there's a bad one. It's not perfect, but it's just one that maybe I skip a lot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's surgery, just because the beginning is so harsh. Yeah. Like after the truth about cows, but I'm just going to take the easy pick with stoned. I mean, it's a perfect closer, let's say. I mean, it, it works as a closer, let's say. I don't know if it's a perfect closer. It works as a closer. Uh, you know, if it was in the middle of the album, it, it would, would definitely not work. Not work. It's the quietest. It's the slowest. Mm-hmm. It does pick up halfway through. Yes, it gets loud. But and it, that's Shiner. It gets loud. Yeah, but the build up to that part is just, I, I, I set it off off air, but I'll say it here on air. Um, it was boring. Um, and, and I mean no disrespect by that uh, to the artist. It's just it, it, the buildup is slow and, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it takes some time. And, you know, the other one the, that there's a bigger payoff with yeah. the egg, let's say. And yeah. I don't know if there's a payoff with stone. And also. Not as much. There's not as much of a payoff with yeah. stone. And as you're going, so this is track 11. You know, you've gone through 10 mm-hmm. songs that are, you know, some point has an edge to it. It's catchy, things like that. So it's nice to hear something kind of different. Yeah. But at that point of the album, then it's just easy to hit stop. Yep. So I probably hit stop more often than not still. This honestly should should have just been 10, 10 songs. Yeah, it could have been a solid 10. And yeah. Pills is a cool... Pills I don't is a know good if, song. I don't know if Pills is a good closer necessarily, but... Um, yeah, I'll be honest with you, it's not. It maybe, would not work as a closer. Maybe Spook the Herd should have been the Maybe. It, you know what? And if they would have flipped those, maybe I would have a completely different outlook yeah. on it. Yeah, so not not like we know anything or you know. Yeah, we don't know awesome anything. producers. I mean, that's that's and that's not sarcasm. I mean, they they had a reason for it. They I've never produced a it. thing, so. right? So, <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you, Danny Grady. Thank you, uh, Alan Epley and the band and Shiner and all the influence that you've done. And I would say um, Shiner's there with me with like a Wilco that sometimes the overall idea of the band and the sound and the. I'll leave it at the sound, right? The the combination of, let's say, the experimentation is what I carry forward, maybe more than any individual song or album. I would actually say this is like a harder Wilco, like a hard rock Wilco yeah. in a way. And, and I like that. And That's sometimes cool. Wilco, it's hard to pick like an album, let's yeah. say. And with Shiner too, I mean, I like this album compared to the yeah. other ones, but I think uh, that's what I would say. Thank you to the band that just it, it definitely has influence because the overall yeah. experimentation side. I, th- I would say thank you, sim- you know, the influence of two artists that we absolutely adore and that has bonded our friendship over the years. Sure, uh, going to shows together as teenagers and solidifying us as a band, you know, through that time, uh, injected in Drop Sonic. You know, being inspired by these guys, it's it's just kind of cool to see years later to maybe understand and appreciate it a little bit better. So I appreciate you giving us this record or yeah. giving giving me this record and hopefully our fans out there listening to it as well. Um, Sorry for everybody, you know, having to put you through our story, but hopefully it's interesting. Yeah, too. It's interesting. I yeah, think I it's think, interesting. You know, I still get chills kind of sometimes thinking about it. Like, why wow, do too? We were kind of there and we kind of had those cool experiences that. You know, live music is people don't want to go to concerts or it's easy to just listen on headphones. Like those are the experiences that you miss yep. and not being in bands together and things like that. That's what I'm nervous of, let's say, 
our kids and the youth of tomorrow, like, okay, if they're all, you know, creating music a different way, that's fine. Or they're not going to shows, that's fine, whatever. But I hope that they're able to still have unique experiences that then in 20 years, they can have a podcast and talk, and talk about. about it. I think that's a good place to end this. Uh, overall, good record. Uh, thank you so much to everybody out there listening. Please take the time to go and visit the website, thealbumargument.com, where you can find Jeremy's Spotify playlist. And please, by all means, go out and download everything that uh, Shiner has done or go and buy it at your local used record store. Yeah. Um, support the music there. It's really good stuff. It, it really is. This is a good album. Good yep. pick. Yep. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Anything else you want to add there, Jay? No, just uh, we've got some great other albums coming up and uh, keep the iced coffee going. Keep the iced coffee going. All right. Thank you again, everybody out there. Make sure you share this with Grandma. And until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. Deuces. We are out. <laughs>